At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in, fine citizens, the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers, just back from Vegas. Not much sleep and an epic Texas death match with not only Ken Cow, the voice of the Red Wings, and the people's announcer, not only Jeff Lesson, host of the longest-running golf show in North America, but also my nemesis, and one of my favorite peeps, Jeff Rieger, Boy, are we going to have some fun at St. Clair Shores Golf Club later today. We'll full results coming up later in the week on the CityCast. Odds are set right now. I am minus 10,000 against Rieger, uh, minus 8,000 against Kenny Cow, and me and Jeff Lesson, even money against each other. Uh, so lots of different side bets she'll be going on. There will be lots of clubs thrown by Jeff Rieger probably and swearing at children like he always does. And in the end, I'll be collecting the cash from him as I often do. Uh, so really looking forward to that, but it's great to be back home in the Motor City. A little chilly, to be honest, when I landed on Monday night. Uh, about 44 degrees, and I left Vegas, I believe it was 92. So almost 50 degrees warmer in Las Vegas as I come back uh, east, and it's in the 40s here in Metro Detroit. We're going to talk about the Lions and some futures uh, updated odds on them, as well as uh, something that I saw about... The Lions and what they did in the draft relating to other teams. There is a very interesting piece that ESPN did uh, about, you know, an offseason ranking, if you will, and the players that benefited the most from the draft and trade. So we'll get into that and some uh, updated odds on the Lions' futures, their win totals, some different props. Get to that in just a little bit. And 
Uh, before we get into the Motown betting window, how about the Detroit Tigers? I mentioned on the Manic Monday show that I leaned on the over, and boy, I didn't like the result, being a Tigers fan. Um, and the Twins did walk off the Tigers, and it did go over the total. But Detroit drops to 14-27. and 27. The Twinkies, 26-16. and 16. That is not good in the late part of May, but there is still plenty of time to get things going for the Tigers. It's much better to be, you know, down and having a bad start to the season as opposed to starting really well and then things kind of falling apart at the seams after the All-Star break. So the good news is, is that the Tigers have a lot more time left in the season. The bad news is there's been a lot of injuries and just some really, really bad baseball at times, lack of hitting, all the different things that have really hurt uh, the Tigers and their chances of, you know, getting off to a better start than we would have hoped for them to get off to here in the Motor City. Let's take a trip down to the Motown betting window. We'll talk about the Tigers-Twins uh, game, too. It's brought to you by Bet Rivers, and Bet Rivers is your home for betting on the French Open. We've been talking about it every day here on the show. i got a couple plays for you here today as well. Log in any day of the French Open to receive a 20% profit boost that you can use on any live in-play bet on the French Open. Top half of the men's draw is loaded, and it's shaping up to be an amazing Grand Slam event. Get your free profit boost today and every day at BetRivers.com or on the BetRivers app. Turns and conditions apply. See site for details. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. So the Tigers off that loss last night. The walk-off of you not hitting the tins, uh, Twins 10-7. They will play game two of this series. It'll be a 7.40 start later tonight. Temperature around 66 degrees in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis. Tigers will throw out Bresky. 0-3, 5.13 ERA for the Twins. It is Sonny Gray. He is 1-1 one one with a 3.48 ERA. And right now, the line at Bet Rivers has the Twins as a pretty sizable favorite. Minus 250. I have, other than the Kershaw game with the Tigers, I have not remembered a bigger line the Tigers were an underdog of so far this regular season as we're now towards the end of May. And, you know, you look at the Twins, they're the best team in the AL Central right now, that's for sure. Uh, and uh, that's why they're minus 250 right now. Uh, and the Tigers are plus 200. Uh, the Twins, minus 1.5, minus 118. The Tigers, plus 1.5, minus 106 on the run line. And uh, the Tigers and the Twins with the, uh, the total we talked about yesterday, like the over 8. Uh, and eight and a half, and now it's eight and a half again over minus 104, under minus 115. You know, I think there is value, and I'm, I'm laying a half unit play myself. The Tigers are not going to lose a ton. Of, they're not going to lose every game, obviously, but they're not going to, I don't think, be this, you know, really, really bad, bad team for much of the season. I mean, they're going to have their issues as they have, but there's going to be spots where you can take the Tigers, and it makes sense to do so, and this is one of them uh, for a half unit type play. I like Bresky to have a better start than last time, and you look at Gray, Gray has not been, you know, incredible, but he's been pretty decent. The ERA is not, you know, going to shake your, you know, your soul. But I think the Tigers can get to him early. He's had some issues sometimes earlier in starts. And I like the Tigers catching the 2-1. Two 2-1 to one. Two to one on uh, the Tigers in this contest. 
And I think that this is uh, the time where you bang a half unit play on Detroit. I thought about maybe even doing a two-team parlay, you know, kind of a quarter unit play, if you will. If you're used to betting 100, you bet 25, and you take the Tigers plus 200 and the over eight and a half. And right now that would pay five to one at Bet Rivers. So 100 wins you 550 wins you 250 and so on. But I'm on the Tigers for an official half unit play here uh, as they get you know, game number two of this three game set with the Twins going. Let's move to hockey, and boy, I could have been more wrong about the Florida Panthers as they get swept by the Lightning last night. And, of course, the Avalanche continue their seem seemingly waltz to the Stanley Cup Finals as they take a 3-1 series lead against the Blues. 6-3 win on the road. Four second-period goals for the Colorado Avalanche, and they're going to win that series and get to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, but let's take a look at what we have tonight. In the National Hockey League, nothing like the Stanley Cup playoffs. Pair of games, pair of game fours, if you will. Carolina and the Rangers will get it going first at 7 o'clock. Uh, right now, Carolina leads that series two games to one. Kind of a uh, do-or-die type game for the Rangers, who are at home as a small fave, minus 113. Uh, money line for the Hurricanes, minus 103. Puck line, Rangers, minus 1.5, plus 225. And the Hurricanes, plus the 1.5, minus 278. The total, 5.5 over 116, plus 116, that is. And the under, minus, uh, minus 137. You know, for me, as I, I was handicapping this game, and I like what I've seen out of the Rangers at times in the series, but it's been too inconsistent. And the goal scoring has been a problem. But I look at this game at home, Small priced favorite, minus 113. Of course, I'm not laying the goal and a half, plus 225. And I looked at the total and I thought about a potential parlay. I thought about, you know, maybe this is going to be a low scoring game. Rangers can win at one to nothing, two to one, something like that. And you parlay the Rangers in the under. But I've, I've changed my mind because I don't want to have to risk, you know, the Rangers. I, I, if the Rangers win this game six to nothing, I don't want to lose that bet. Because I think the Rangers are going to win this game. So it's just going to be a unit play for me on the Rangers, minus the 113. That's how I see it uh, here on this terrific Tuesday. So take the Rangers and waltz your way into the bank. And then game number four in a series that I still think Calgary has a great chance of, of winning. But Edmonton looks so good. Connor McDavid so good in game uh, number three. Now in, in the same sense as the Rangers, uh, but this game on the road though, it's a kind of do-or-die game for the Flames down 2-1 in this series. And Edmonton, a minus-118 favorite at home. This will be a 9.30 start Eastern time, uh, plus-102 for the Flames. Oilers, minus-1.5, plus-195. Flames, plus-1.5, minus-240. And the total, 6.5, over, minus-107, under, minus-110. I'm staying away from this game. I still believe Calgary is, is alive to get back in this series. I picked them to win the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm not switching now, but... The way Edmonton's looking right now, I'm going to stay away from this game. But, of course, I still believe Calgary can win this series. So, if you want to read into that and say, okay, uh, you know, maybe the plus 102 isn't terrible value, uh, I'm just not making it an official selection for me. As I've told you over and over again on the show, and we'll continue to do so, you can't just bet every game. It doesn't, you know, lead to profitability. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not giving up my Ken Calgary Flames uh, yet. And as I mentioned, I'm playing a little uh, Texas Deathmatch with uh, the Ken Cal Squatch. Uh, later today, so uh, the, I, I've been kind of been trying to play for the last couple of years, but with the pandemic and you know just the quarantine with him traveling with the Red Wings, it hasn't worked. But now we might have a lot of chances to play this summer, and uh, always the best uh, to be with Kenny. And when he plays with Rieger and I, 
He loves it because we're just always trash-talking each other. And the 50s are flying, so it's always a great time. Well, I'll get some, try to get some videos tomorrow for you peeps as well. You can follow it on Twitter at DanLeach971. And I mentioned, I wanted to mention this too before we uh, continue on the betting window. On my flight back on Monday night from uh, Vegas uh, back here to Metro Detroit, actually I left and, and flew back into Flint, which is one of the great things you can do if you can find the right kind of flight and it goes to your destination. It's so much less stressful than going to Metro Airport and, and obviously less busy and it's easier to park and everything and, and way cheaper. Uh, but I met a really nice couple that actually are from here, live in Florida much of the year, come back to Michigan in the summer, and had known me from the radio from years you know, back at the ticket, and we're excited about this new show. So shout out to them. We had a lot of fun uh, on the flight back. Only a three-hour and 15-minute flight from Vegas to, to Flint, uh, which is always the best when you catch that. Uh, and a tailwind going back towards uh, the Midwest. I, I actually got lucky. The, the winds had shifted a couple trips ago. I was able to catch it on both ways. So I had like three-hour flights both ways, which uh, is a rarity. So that was awesome. All right, take a look at the NBA. And, and what can you say about the Boston Celtics and what they've been able to do to Miami? Uh, you know, game number four was a laugher as they tied the series, uh, the Celtics do, 102-82. to 82. Oladipo gave Miami a great effort with 23, 4, and 6 nines. So Jason Tatum, 31, 8, and 5, and... The Celtics, as we've talked about, uh, you know, leading into the playoffs and, and throughout the playoffs, they're good enough to win the whole thing. The Heat are just the disrespected one seed and just needed more. Uh, they scored 11 in the first quarter. A 29-point quarter for Boston, 11 for Miami in a, in a game where they knew that Boston felt they had to win it, but you could really have put a stranglehold in the series and it just did not happen. And Jimmy Butler obviously a little banged up. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what the you know, situation's going to be for game number five because we know that game five in a series that's tied 2-2, the majority of the time, the high majority of the time, the, the winner of that game wins the series. And we do have a look ahead line on that right now. It's Boston minus one, minus 109 on the road against Miami. Uh, the Heat plus one, minus 112. Moneyline Boston minus 114. Heat minus 106. And the total 203.5 over minus 110 under minus 112. And of course, this game went under again. Uh, you know, we've had some unders that really have been easy and then some unders that should have happened and out of nowhere, you know, it, it went over, you know, 20 plus points over the total. This was an easy under. It's 184 points scored in this game. Uh, but we got a game tonight and I have decided officially I'm done with the Dallas Mavericks as we've lost the last two games with Dallas. I really still think that they can win, uh, you know, a game or two and maybe get some momentum going if they win this, This you know, obviously back to the wall game four. But they blew their chances, and Luka Doncic, as great as he's been, and even in the series, he's been a couple solid games, and, and really gave the Mavs a great chance in parts of game number three, but just not enough from the supporting cast, and Jason Kidd looks in over his head at times. Steve Kerr's obviously a master, and, you know, the Mavericks are going to try to stay save their season tonight, and they're minus one, minus 109 right now at Bet Rivers' 9 o'clock start. Western Conference Finals game number four. Uh, Warriors plus one, minus 112. Warriors minus 106 on the money line. And the Mavericks minus 114. The total 215.5 over and under both are minus 110. And, you know, I'll tell you this. For, for me, I'm, I'm not touching this game. I look at the total. I think it's going to go over. I look at the game. I think Dallas is going to win. But I've already talked 
and giving you know the two straight losers with the Dallas Mavericks. And I really thought the Mavericks uh, were the great playing game two plus a seven and a half had that you know fourteen point lead and just really just gaffed things away and then ended up losing by nine. That was my first day in Vegas, the first bet that I actually made out there in Vegas. I like to actually bet in Vegas um, when I'm there sometimes, when I had some money on uh, on a bet rivers as well. So this is a, a game, in my opinion, to stay away from. Uh, but I do have a lead on the over, and I do think Dallas, you know, would be the play to not lose four straight games. But, you know, they know that the no team has ever come back down 3 nothing, And you got to take one game at a time. I'm sure it's what Jason Kidd is saying to his guys. But uh, they, they really had their chances to, to be in the series and have completely bloated. All right, as I mentioned, uh, we're going to talk French Open throughout the tournament, throughout the Fortnite and Roland Garros, Fortnite in a day. And, I, I you know, when you look at Bet Rivers and all the great things they offer, the 20% profit boost for any live in-play bet on the French Open is freaking great. And, you know, when you look at... This this tournament, we're seeing a lot of different, uh, you know, top level women that are going out early. And I mentioned, you know, the play that I gave you on the French Open was Maria Sakari, fifty dollars to win about a thousand. Uh, you know, a half, you know, based on your unit for uh, half you to play for me. And then also, I talked about my man Felix on the men's side, and I did a first or to reach the final bet, so either to win it or just to reach the final, so I can cash. On, on one or both of those. And, you know, I still feel good about it. I mean, it, Felix is 50 to 1. There's a reason he's 50 to 1. So it's a value play. It's going against the Dow. It's going against Alcaraz. It's going against Cincy Potts. But on the women's side, we've had so many upsets so far. I mean, Jabor out and Naomi Osaka out that it could open up for a Corey Goff, Coco Goff. It could open up for Maria Sakari, who's been to a French Open final before. And that's why I like to increase value on, on Sakari. And I've also. Backed by, you know, adding on and put uh, a bet in on Coco Goff at 20 to 1. Because, I, as I've said, I don't think this is going to be the first major she wins. The French, I think it's going to probably be the U.S. Open or Wimbledon. But with all these upsets, to get Goff at 20 to 1, and she's looked so good so far, I think there's some value on that. So I got those two plays there. But as I've mentioned, we're going to talk individual, you know, day-to-day matchups, ones that I like. And as I mentioned before the French Open started, a lot of the early round matchups, first, second round matchups, are going to have some very big spreads with the favorites. It's really looking about, you know, the more evenly matched up, uh, you know, contests. For example, when you look at, uh, you know, Laszlo, Jere, uh, who's playing against Barakas tomorrow, uh, you know, Jere is minus 835. Yeah, you can try to find and identify underdogs, which we do a lot on the show. And I've been very successful taking a 5-1, to one, a 10-1, to one, a 12-1 to one in an individual match. But you, you know, there's a, it's, it's more of a crapshoot when you're looking at majors. Because, yeah, there's upsets and there were some pretty long odds. Uh, you know, when Jamor got upset and, and, and same with Osaka. But I like to look at matches that are more, especially in the early rounds, kind of like a minus one, minus one and a half point spread in an NBA game or an NFL game. So, for example, Shapovalov. You know, he's going against Rune uh, uh, in round number two. And right now, Shapovalov's minus 130. Those are the kind of matches you want to look at. And I've got a couple plays for you, one on the men's side, one on the women's side. And also, the cool thing about Bet Rivers and the French Open and all tennis, you can parlay matches, obviously bet live in match. It's it's There's so many different options and ways to make money that I really, really 
uh, could be happier that you know they're they're the sponsor of the show because I love betting tennis. I post my picks as you'll see them on social media. We talk about it here on, on the show. And tennis is a lot of fun to bet. And you can find some really good lines where you get like you know a decent underdog, or you can parlay some favorites and get a you know a solid payout. So for me, with the men, I like my man Francis Tiafo. He's minus 175 against Benjamin Bonzi. Bonzi! And you're laying a little cash there if you want to take it straight, but I'm going to give you a parlay with both Tiafo and a women's match that's coming up on Tuesday. So to be able to do that is always an advantage because uh, I know some different sites don't allow that, but of course they do at Bet Rivers. So I am looking at my man Francis Tiafo in the first leg of this, and then I wanted to pair it with a women's match with some decent value. And, you know, get a decent payout. We're not even going to lay you know, minus 500, minus 600, something like that. I like the American Shelby Rogers against Martin Kova, Teresa Martin Kova. Uh, Rogers, a, a small favorite. I like what I've seen from her in the clay court season. You parlay those two together, you get plus 178. So $100 wins you 178. $50 wins you 89.04. If you even want to make a $25 bet, it wins you $44.52. And you're getting two guys, you know, a, a, girl, a girl and a guy that I believe obviously are warranted to be favorites, but together gives you almost two to one odds and you don't have to lay a ton of money and you can almost profit two to one right there. So that's where I'm at with my French Open plays today. Tiafo and Shelby Rogers parlay the Americans together. It's the All-American French Open Squatch Parlay uh, and it's plus 178 at Bet Rivers if you parlay, parlay those together. As I said, don't forget, you've got that 20% profit boost you can use on any live in-play bet on the French Open is logging to Bet Rivers, and you're able to receive that profit boost uh, each and every day. So that is always fun to add to your ability to profit even more. All right, let's trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Coming up next, got some interesting stuff on the lines I've been reading about the last you know week or so. Talked to a lot of people out in Vegas, some Detroit friends. You know, the, the gaggle of Leech fans that I mentioned on the show yesterday that I ran into. Uh, they're making some Lions future bets, some win total bets. And there's some interesting stuff that's kind of being looked at right now post-draft and who benefited the most. So we'll get to that, but also update the futures and the win totals and all the different things you can bet on. Rookie Defense Rookie of the Year with Aiden Hutchinson and obviously Offensive Rookie of the Year with Jameson Williams. We'll get to all of that coming up straight ahead right here on the Detroit CityCast. Bet Rivers has your bases covered with early week betting fun. Your baseball bet gets a little extra pop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook every Tuesday. Just log into Bet Rivers and receive a 20% profit boost on a baseball bet every Tuesday during the season. Use it on straight bets, player props, or same game parlays. You decide. Log on to the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com and get your 20% profit boost today. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling prom, call 1 800 270 7117. So then out of uh, ESPN did a really interesting story, uh, you know, kind of like a post-draft power rankings, off-season type poll. They talked to a lot of their different, you know, writers and, and hosts and analysts and talked about, you know, who benefited the most, what players did for the draft and trades and kind of where all the teams are at right now. No surprise, the Buffalo Bills, the favorites with the Super Bowl, they're number one. Rams, number two. Coming off the Super Bowl win. If you're wondering, they said that uh, the player that benefited the most from the draft uh, was guard carding Cody Ford for the Buffalo Bills. For the Rams, it was QB Matthew Stafford, what they were able to do, getting some more weapons in the draft. The Bucks are number three. 
Uh, the player that benefited the most of the draft for them was Tom Brady. Uh, Chiefs, number four. For them, it was defensive end Frank Clark. And then the Packers, number five. I think that's a little high. And the player that benefited the most of the draft for them, they have his defensive tackle, Kenny Clark. But you look at the Lions, and obviously they're way down the list. The Lions are at number 30. And they have a post free agency ranking of uh, number 31, or before the, you know, the, the actual draft happened. And they said the player who benefited the most from the draft was QB Jared Goff. Here's the write-up from Eric Woodger, who of course covers the Lions for ESPN. He says, although there was much speculation about the Lions, what the Lions would do with the two first-round picks, they didn't go in the direction of a younger quarterback. Not only has Goff benefited from the draft, he has benefited from free agency. The Lions front office has shown its commitment to adding game-changing offensive threats around him this season, which was a big problem during last season's 3-13 and in one finish. Lions also traded up to get rookie wide receiver Jameson Williams at number 12. Many believe he was arguably the most talented in his position prior to his ACL injury. When he returns, Goff will have plenty of playmakers to help him succeed. And when you look at the playmakers that Goff has, and, and so many young ones, look, Jameson Williams, when he's healthy, is going to be incredible. I mean, that's the bottom line. Uh, and obviously, you never know how someone's going to fully recover from an ACL. But believe me, Jameson Williams' explos- explosion you know, athleticism, football smarts. This kid is going to be a lot of fun to watch. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns for the Lions when he's healthy. Then you've got the emerging, you know, last year draft, last year's draft pick of Amon Ross St. Brown, getting the value in the fourth round uh, with that, you know, wide receiver that really came on late in the year. DJ Shark, uh, the Lions get him, you know, from the Jaguars. DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson. You look at the Lions youngsters. Quintus Cephas could be a factor still. You've got along with that offensive line, a lot of fun in the making for the future of the Detroit Lions offense, which obviously under Matt Stafford at times was fantastic, but other times not so much. And this is going to be maybe the most consistent offensive line and skill players the Lions have had as a group in quite some time. So I don't think Jared Goff's the future. We've discussed this many times on the show. I think he's like having pocket aces when they traded for Stafford. Uh, you know, the Rams did. Lions got multiple first-round draft picks. Goff can be a guy that comes in and does great. He can be a guy that ends up, you know, tutoring a, a, a rookie, which obviously didn't happen. And he can also be a guy that you move on from. But to have someone during this rebuild that actually went to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago is never a bad thing. And now you look at the Lions and just kind of where they're at with the odds, the odds have shifted a little bit. I want to get to the uh, Super Bowl odds first. It's uh, no surprise the Lions are towards the bottom of the list, but they have moved up a little bit. At one point, there was only two teams that had higher odds than the Lions. Well, guess what? Now there are three teams, and actually the Lions at Bet Rivers are tied at 125 to 1 with the Jets and the Bears. Then you have the Seahawks, the Falcons, and the, and the Texans. But I'm not trying to say, okay, the Lions are, are going to have a, you know any kind of chance with the Super Bowl. The point is, is that whether it's nationally, whether it's looking at them on paper, there's a lot of different things going on that that are leading people to believe that aren't from Detroit or cover the Lions or in Detroit, that this Lions team is going to be significantly better. I haven't made my official game-by-game predictions yet, but to me, the Lions are a 7-8 win team. And if that happens, that's fantastic. That's kind of what happened with Jim Schwartz. Improving it every year until they went to the playoffs in his third year. They were 0-16 before that. The Lions were 3-13-1. So, the year, and the Patricia era was garbage before that. If they get to seven or eight wins, 
even in a 17-game schedule, that's fantastic. Then next year, you're three, and that would obviously mean that Dan Campbell could maybe be the right guy and will we'll be around for year three and hopefully for a lot longer. That's when they could be a contender in the division, obviously at least get into the playoffs and beyond. Uh, when it comes to the Lions, by the way, in the NFC Championship game, or to get to the NFC Championship game and win it to go to the Super Bowl, they are 50-1, to only two teams behind them, the Seahawks and the Falcons. But this is where it gets a little interesting. When you look at some of the props, you look at the win totals, where the Lions are at with things, the division odds as well, and you take a look at the NFC North. And while I think that the Packers are still, obviously, the class of the division, did they get that much better? Vikings, did they really do much? No. Bears, completely unproven quarterback. And to me, not much on offense. Packers, clearly the favorite of Bet Rivers to win the North, minus 177. Vikes, plus 275. But here's the shift. The Lions are now third, 9-1, to one, ahead of the Chicago Bears at 11-1. to one. And there is, we're going to have Troy Bacher on, my man, uh, the senior manager for content strategy at Bet Rivers soon to, to get the updated numbers on the Lions and the futures batting. But I already know this. There's a lot of action, obviously, here in the Midwest and, of course, in, in, in Michigan uh, where the betting is legal. On the Detroit Lions to win the division, on the Detroit Lions uh, win total, and, and the other various props we'll get to here in a minute. So, you know, it's there's not a ton of things going on locally here. So people are, you know, trying to find things to bet on. But the Lions at 9-1, to one, is there a great chance they win the North? No. But it's not, is Green Bay a, a total world beater? Are they as good as Tampa? Are they as, are they as good as, you know, the Los Angeles Rams? Are they as good as San, even San Fran and, and some other teams? I, I don't think so. I mean, yes, they, they've got one of the best quarterbacks ever in Aaron Rodgers, and, and the defense has left some things to be desired at times, but they're beatable. And if the Lions are that much improved, could they go on some crazy run this year and win the division? So I'm not telling you to put a ton of money on the Lions 9-1, but there's value there. Teams turn, you know, what is it? Hawthorne said families are rising and falling in, in America all the time. Teams are going worse to first every year in the NFL. And maybe the Lions could be that way. 9-1 to one, uh, for the Lions to win the NFC North. Pretty solid value for me. And then you could also bet on win totals as well. And we're going to keep updating the Lions win total for you uh, throughout the, the summer, leading into, obviously, training camp and then getting there uh, into the, the preseason before the season starts in earnest. And right now, Bet Rivers, the Lions win total is still six and a half. It has actually gone down a little bit as far as the money you have to lay. Uh, it's minus 105 now, and the under is minus 117. We haven't seen a, a tremendous move on this, uh, but there is definitely more of a play on the under right now. That's where the, you know, kind of the public and the sharp action is bad. But the Lions to get to the playoffs has gone way down. The yes now is plus 340. The no is minus 455. The no was at one point as high as minus 600. So there is a little steam on the Lions to make the playoffs. And now I don't think they're going to do it in 2022, but once again, it's all about finding value. And you might not get a better line than that uh, than it is right now. But also, I like the ability to bet on offensive and defensive rookie of the year. We'll start with defense. Uh, you know, and it's no surprise that the favorite for defensive rookie of the year is Aiden Hutchinson. You know, the, the, the guy that, in a way, fell to the lines at two 
and I think it's going to be a boon to the line success for years and years and years. He is plus 550. Caden Thibodeau for the G-Men, plus 6-1. to one. Kyle Hamilton, who some Lions fans want in the Lions take. We can't take him at number two. The safety from Notre Dame, 7-1. to one. Derek Stingley is 8-1. to one. He's moved up a lot over the past couple of weeks. A lot of action on him, along with Quay Walker at 8-1 to one as well. And then Trayvon Walker is 9-1. to one. Devin Lloyd rounds it out at 10-1, to one, the top five as far as uh, top five in ties, if you will. A little golf parlance. So that's where we're at with the defensive rookie of the year. And I have, a, I have a pretty large wager. We've discussed this on the show on Hutchinson doing it. I think Hutchinson's going to have double-digit sacks. He is going to be a wrecking machine. And he's going to fire up the Ford Field faithful. I love Hutch to be the defensive rookie of the year. Five plus 550, five and a half to one. But then this is the interesting part. Offensive rookie of the year. Now, while I don't think there's much of a chance that Jamison Williams can win that, especially if he doesn't start the season completely healthy, He's 13 to 1. We discuss, it's all about value on this show. So you might want to think about putting a small play on Jameson Williams, a little rooting interest. What if the Lions do have that worst to first thing? And Jameson Williams is a big part of it at 13 to 1. And you're right, if he gets healthy and plays regular season week one or even two and has a decent or solid game or maybe a breakout game like we've seen Justin Jefferson do in recent years and some others, those odds are going to go into like 7, 6 to 1. Probably the best chance you'll be able to get him is no, not knowing if he's coming back for training camp or in time for training camp. If that happens, his odds are probably going to go down as well. But the favorite, of course, Kenny Pickett. Quarterbacks usually are 5-1. to one. Drake London, 7-1, to one, along with Brees Hall. A pair of offensive stalwarts there. A receiver in London and, of course, running back in Hall. Christian Watson, uh, Traylon Burks, both 8-1. to one. Chris Olave, uh, the former Ohio State Buckeye, along with Garrett Wilson, both of them, uh, from... The U or the uh, Ohio State University, which is stupid, nine to one. Kenneth Walker, the former Michigan State Spartan, along with Sky Moore from Western Michigan. We have the All Michigan uh, guys there. They both ten to one. Then I mentioned Jameson Williams, thirteen to one. I was looking at Desmond Ritter, by the way, who Lions almost might have selected. There were some thoughts that Lions could have looked at the Cincinnati quarterback. He's sixteen to one. And while much like I mentioned. Uh, you know, Jameson Williams doesn't have a great chance of winning it. When you look at what, you know, Ritter could be with the Falcons, if they've got a big year, because he's going to be their guy, Jameson, you know, Desmond Ritter could be the offensive rookie of the year. There's definitely some value there. Uh, you know, is he even has longer odds than Williams at 16-1 as a quarterback. And obviously most of the time, uh, a lot of the times, quarterbacks win that award. But, of course, you have receivers and running backs uh, do it as well. So that's where we're at with the Lions and their updated futures on. Some movement towards the Lions in their favor. Uh, so that's always good news if you're a Detroit fan trying to get out of the doldrums of not ever going to a Super Bowl or winning a playoff game since 1992. Well, the 91 season, but January 92. And I know because I was there. All right, good luck with all the action. We'll see you back here on the trip or the Throwdown Thursday edition of the Detroit CityCast. And until next time, keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, out.